Hey guys, it's Jason Ng. So, on this very first episode that I'm ever doing on this podcast, I'm going to talk to my dad. And I'm going to ask him about where he came from, what it was like immigrating from Hong Kong to America, and just how he got to where he is today. So, if that's something you'd be interested in hearing, keep listening. Well, my parents immigrated from Hong Kong to the United States. I was six years old. Yeah. I have two brothers and two sisters. And I can remember, it's funny, because we had two dogs in Hong Kong. I can remember when we were moving here, we had to leave the dogs. I cried all the way with my dad and my sister because we were giving the two dogs away to a neighbor. We took him and we pet him, we left him, and I remember I was just bawling my ears off. There's certain things you remember when you're a kid. And then I just remember getting on that airplane. It was like a 22-hour flight in those days from Hong Kong to San Francisco. And I just remember, man, I felt being on the airplane, I was still forever as a kid. I didn't have the patience sitting there. And I remember I had a gold cross that was special, and I lost it on that airplane. When we got off, they said, where's your cross? And then I can always remember getting to the San Francisco airport, and my uncle was picking us up. And I can remember that picture driving on the Golden Gate Bridge. So it was a station wagon. And I remember I was sitting in the back and I see that bridge as a kid in America. So it's not something I never see in Hong Kong. So that was big to see something. Like, wow, where am I? Wow, where am I? We drove to Sebastopol, which was a city an hour and a half away from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Population 4,000 people, Jason. Mm-hmm. We're driving to this small town. From Hong Kong to San Francisco, a big city to Sebastopol, 4,000 people. Right. It was such a strange feeling. We went into the house where we were staying, and we were staying there only for two weeks, supposedly, Mm -hmm. because it was for my mom to see her sister and for me to spend time with my cousin. Mm -hmm. So keep in mind, there's six of us staying in their house that wasn't that big, and we were all sharing the rooms and everything for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And to make the story short, My uncle taught my mom to not go to New York City and to stay there and for my dad that's going to come later to work for him in the restaurant. And that's how our destiny kind of changed. Instead of going to New York City, we stayed there. Was that a good move or a bad move? It depends. For my dad and my mom, you know, we lived there till I was 15. So we were there for almost 10 years. Yeah. And obviously, in the end, it didn't work out for my parents because they want to own the restaurant. And that wasn't happening. So remember the story that they had to move on to look for restaurants? Right. Now, if, to live in Sebastopol as Chinese people, 
in a white town was difficult for my brothers mm -hmm. because they didn't speak English, they were older. I was six years old. It was easy for them. I adapted quickly because little kids don't tease you. Okay, for my brothers, it was hard to, you know, imagine you go as an eighth grader, you yeah, don't speak the language, you don't know nobody, you're alone. Yeah. You're it's already like people got clicks. Yeah, so. and they make fun of you because yeah. you're Asian, Chinese. Yeah. It was that time. Yeah. Now, I like to think that was a good move because if we went to New York City in Chinatown, oh, yeah. we assimilated with them, but there were gangs, there were, it was a tough environment. Yeah. I think. But you were there for a little bit. I was there when I was second grade, yes, to spend time with my grandparents for like um, for like nine months. Okay. And I went there at second grade and we lived, my parents lived in the ghetto, my grandparents. It yeah. was in Queens, right? Soho. Soho. If you know Soho, it's the nicest place now. Yeah. 30 years ago, they called that from hell Damn. because it was that bad it was everyone was shooting up drugs everywhere on the street people breaking into the apartments you can walk out of the apartment and get drugs right there yeah. it was like fast food right and i remember there were homeless people i would get out of the apartment open my door i would walk over homeless people to get out Oh, and I shit. would walk to school by myself. Yeah. And I think I told you this story many times. There were gangs there. I used to sometimes Take have to run way. home. Yeah. Run from yeah. building bill. I would look to see yeah. if they were after me. I wasn't the best kid either. I was right. a rough kid. I would used to ditch lunch and go yeah. to Chinatown. Yeah. I would pick on kids too. But it was they like would pick on me. Your environment. It was my environment. environment. I had to survive. Yeah. And um, so getting and, and back, you had you had a was Pete there? Peter, what was no, his name? That was no? in Sebastopol. Oh, okay. When I was in Sebastopol, <laughs> my a good friend of mine was Peter. He was twice the size as big of me. Yeah. He was a gangster, but I made him my friend, and he would protect me. Yeah, if I needed, yeah. if someone wanted to beat me up, I would say, hey, I need your help. <laughs> I mean, literally, he could take his hand at my neck and lift me up. So I never did him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but man. So, so living in Zabasipo, it was easier for me. Because yeah. I made friends, I played sports, so I was in with the clip. Yeah. And I had different clips. Yeah. The friends that I play sports with, the yeah. friends that were not in sports. So I was I hung with both groups. Right, right. And then uh, and then you were done with school, you went to college for like well, a couple days. When we were 15 years old, 16, we moved to Riverside mm -hmm. to open my dad's restaurant and then to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. and that's where I helped my dad's restaurant for seven, eight years. Yeah. When I graduated from high school, I tried college at Long Beach yeah. State and I lasted 
I think three weeks. Three weeks, okay. Because I was take, I started taking dance lessons. I got my real estate license and so yeah, real you're estate. So busy. I was busy, and my dad said I was doing too much. Right. <laughs> and I was never a smart kid because even I studied, I couldn't remember things. And so it was hard for me to keep my grades. I was a C student. Yeah. You know, the only A I got was in math because I love adding for business wise. Yeah. yeah. The important so, stuff. The important stuff. So, you know, I mean, I, I didn't last long for college, but I had a great time. Taking dance lessons, yeah. that became was my. I was energized. Yeah. I would. I couldn't wait to get off of work mm -hmm. to go take my tech dance lessons, and that became my business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, my parents were in China. Yeah. They escaped communists to go to Hong Kong. Right. My dad That's gave up a very too. lucrative business yep. to sacrifice and bring the family to America because he was afraid if communists took over, he would lose everything. That was more important for him as a father, for mm -hmm. us to have an education here, mm -hmm. than for him to grow. He would have been a multi-multi-millionaire in Hong Kong. He, gave, it, he gave that up to be a chef, yeah. working eight bucks an hour. Was it was it the education he wanted you guys to get, yeah. or the opportunity? Both. 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 But he didn't seem to care when you didn't go to college, when you, when you left. And you're right, because I think he was, because I worked with him so much in the restaurant, and he knew I was a hard worker, and he knew what I did, he was okay with that. Gotcha. Yeah, both my brothers went to college. My older brother, James, got into Brooklyn. Yeah. which was a hard one to get into yeah and so yeah he was very proud of that but uh, you know so you know my parents had a tough life in china yeah. you know, escaping from the communists uh, yeah. into hong kong and everything hey guys thank you so much for hanging around and listening to that whole story um if you guys liked it just leave a comment or subscribe or review whatever you got to do um just leave some feedback you can text me <laughs> it's a uh, 1702-688-2626 that's 1702-688-2626 and let me know what you thought um i'm gonna keep interviewing more and more people Check out the next episode where I talk to Robert January, who's opening up a food truck in Fresno, which is pretty awesome. It's an all-vegan food truck, going to specialize in Impossible Burgers, and um, yeah, this is what I'm passionate about. So if you want to learn more about what Robert's up to, then um, click on the next episode, episode two. All right, guys, see you.